whenever it starts. Until it. Welcome back. This is a special one, Jason. They're episode, always special. Yeah, episode 19. We are in the, well, we're ending the first week of school. Here in the city of St. Charles School District, I am Rodney Lewis, your assistant superintendent of human resources. And we have with us the man, the myth, the legend, the bald head bandit, our partner in crime. El Jefe, the captain, the leader, the soup, Jason Todd Seifert. <laughs> Only if you can see Jason's face now. <laughs> I'm just letting that soak in for our audience members. Yes, sir. It doesn't get old. It probably gets old for people at home. <laughs> but not you. I'll take it. Hey, man, you got it. Thanks, man. It, man. I appreciate it. You got it. It is special, and it's great to be here, isn't it? Yes, sir. Can you believe yes, first week of school? 21, 22 is here. Episode 19. Man. So, listen, Papa Chris and I sat, and we planned out the whole year. I love it. You love it? Yeah, because every time we get on here, we think, oh, it's been a long yeah. time. So, now we got a plan. We so, the people. The people. We're going to give the people. What, what they, they want, want and they want something consistent they and do it's coming as, it, it, it is <laughs> as we laugh because we hope you want, want yes something we consistent. do we do now chris has hinted in between the last episode which feels like 50 million years ago in this episode that we have a a nice strong hold in germany papa chris is this true this is factually accurate this is factually accurate which means people in Germany, now, while they're listening to us, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe they're learning English, perhaps. I think it might have something to do with the sister cities exchange. The sister cities. Oh, my God. That, I, that, That's a absolutely. neat connection, actually. That is a neat connection. So, hello to our good friends in Germany. And we hope you enjoy episode 19 of the Bitten Talk podcast. Welcome. We're glad everybody's Welcome. with us. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. We have a full slate on this show. A full slate. No guests. Just El Jefe and me. And Papa Chris, of course. Wow. Well, what's going on? It's a lot going on. So we're, we're going to dive into it. But let's, let's just talk about the summer, Jason. Yeah. Why, why don't you give the people a recap of the summer? Um, you know, we had summer school. We were able to execute that for two sessions. Yes. Um, I think it's important to note that we were in mask then. And, I mean, it was pretty successful. So why don't you give us a recap of what the summer looked like? Sounds good. So um, I think a lot of people understand this, but obviously through the pandemic, the federal government funneling through our state organizations and government um, have released funds called ESSER funds, E-S-S-E-R funds. There's three phases to it. We're, in the, we're ESSER 2 right now, and ESSER 3 is getting ready to be approved here shortly. And it's most of that extra funding, it goes directly to our students and our staff to um, focus on what the learning loss looks like or, or basically shore up those gaps that happened when we had to close down mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. And even last year, you know, last year was just an unbelievable year for us, but I also, I'm so proud of the things that we're, we were able to do and have kids in school every day. Absolutely. But we also had a lot of kids that needed to stay home as well. And not that they didn't learn, but we all, we have learned pretty quickly that virtual learning is harder than being in school. It is. I mean, virtual learning, vir virtual anything is harder than being in person. And so um, at least that's my my thought. And so we do know through some of the closings that we've had, through some of the quarantining and the things that w that are, are taking place during this pandemic, that there's been some learning loss. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have looked at our ESSER funds and said, what can we directly, how can we directly impact our students the best we can in terms of getting them back to where they need to go or be in terms of skill set. So, i.e. summer school, there's tutoring, there's a lot of things that we're doing, but we're focusing on summer school today right. so we have not had in-person summer school for a while in the district just because right. of funding and things so and a lot of schools have not a had. lot of people haven't so mm -hmm. we were able to put it back in basically 
grades one through 12, or for yeah. you, basically K through 12 if you were in school. And uh, it was a, a process of where we honed in on kids that really needed that skill set, a skill set mastered mm-hmm. or something where that they could get a little extra help. And I tell you what, our kids turned out and our yeah. staff turned out. Yeah. And it was, like you said, two sessions. Yeah. And, um, you know, another piece at the, at the end in terms of kids in high school, there's a lot of cr- uh, credit recovery that happened in mm-hmm. terms of if you fail a class or, or you weren't successful in a class, you don't get a credit. You right. have to have a certain amount of credits, obviously, to graduate. So um, that's a big part of it. And we had lots of kids come back this summer and take the time to get those credits caught up. And so just kudos to our staff and our students and our families and our parents mm-hmm. that brought kids. And like you said, you know, we did not stop from what our protocols were from the summer, even though we were feeling pretty good about where numbers were in terms of COVID cases and things. Uh, we stayed masked up for all yeah. summer, and it was and it was uh, it was the right move because we didn't have any issues and kids could stay in. So, long story short, I feel like it was a successful year. With ESSER funding, we're able to extend this summer school programming, our tutoring programming, a lot of things that we're doing to help kids uh, for hopefully the next two or three years. Um, and it's just been a great, successful story for this mm-hmm. summer. And again, kudos to our staff, our students, our families for getting the job done this summer. We still have work to do. Right. Definitely. Um, we through ESSER funds, we were able to add, you know, interventionist positions and some positions mm-hmm. that could extra, you know, give extra help to our kids. And that's what we're doing. Um, and I don't want people to think, oh, we just it, now it's all perfect because it's not. We're still there's a lot of skill sets and some things that we're still working on and some credit re- recovery. But for the most part, this summer was a really good step in the right direction of getting kids back on track. You know, as you were talking, it made me think, especially when you start talking about protocols. Now we're in the 21-22 school year, which is weird because we will start planning the next two-year calendar mm-hmm. switches, just weird. But now that we're in this school year, we executed last year. We did it. We went through it. Like, describe three words from last year, last school year. Like three words. How would you describe? Actually, it? I can do it. In oh, two, wow. words. two words. Okay. Uh-huh. Dog years. Dog years. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like seven years. Yeah. It, it was it was really interesting because it, it felt long. It did. It just felt really, really long, and it felt you know we've we said this a couple of times, and if you're an educator or you've been in schools, you kind of you'll you'll know this reference. But you know, in October we said it felt like January. Yeah. And when we said January, February meant just because that's when people get a little tired. The weather is cold. It's uh-huh. just hard. We just we don't see that light under the tunnel. And again, all of this is relative to our world as educators that is because we yes. have staff members or we have. We have community members, we have parents that work every day and different mm-hmm. things. And obviously, we, you know, we do, our kids get a, a summer break and things. But once you get going, there are times in the year where there's a little bit of a lull or people do, you know, get tired. Sure. And I just felt like we really hit that about November instead of about February. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't say that as poor us or that it was bad. It's just that's where we and were. I think and, everybody felt and, that um, to a certain and, degree. And, and it's just, last year was heavy. That's another good word. Yeah. But I also think there was so many success stories that I'm so proud of what we were able to accomplish. I mean, you know, we talk about the all access um, program at the high school level, meaning that we were doing synchronous learning with uh, technology in the classroom, either you were in school at home or in school and you were able to connect with your teacher. That's a lot to ask for our teachers to do that, but they stepped up to the plate um, and, and really got the job done. And I'm so proud of, and then, the elementary teachers that were virtual teachers only and those type of things, that, there's a lot of challenges with that and as well. Many on, so on the elementary side, they left their positions, if you will, to be virtual teachers. Yeah. So RTI specialists yeah. or reading specialists or reading supports, which I think was incredible. On the high school side, you look back at it a year ago. I mean, our, our high school, our secondary kids would have would have been working with a third-party vendor rather than our teachers. and. That all access was not easy for sure, yeah. but yeah. we would much rather have our kids with us than working with a third party vendor. Yeah. Um, so, so ne- I mean, that. So, negatively, I would say long and yeah, heavy. Yeah. But then positively, our teachers and our staff, because mm-hmm. it wasn't just teachers, it was our entire staff, went above and beyond to meet students' needs. We just talked about that we have some extra things that we're doing to because we know there's some gaps because it's been so hard. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to hear that it was a lost year or that, or that it was you know that oh we're starting from scratch or it was it was just awful. I just don't believe yeah, that. I, I, think, agree I think it was you. challenging, yeah. and believe me, I, I felt it, and it was good mm-hmm. to get a little break this summer, you know, mm-hmm. a week or so. But um, 
I'm just very proud of what we were able to do. And, and I, I think people forget, and maybe they don't, this is my perception is, you know, we were in school every day last year. Obviously, we well, had some snow days. Well, hindsight 2020, but sometimes I mean, we forget about we, that. And, and we had lots of school districts exactly. in, this, in this area, as well as across the nation, that didn't go to school at all. That's correct. And we had almost, in, this, in the second semester, we well, first was about 80. 70, and yeah. then 80 and... 80% now we're almost back to 100% yeah. in person every day last year. Yeah. And again, we were we wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for the special place that we have with staff, with families, with parents and students all three doing their job and Absolutely. working together to make sure that we meet the needs and I feel like we did that. So yeah, it was tough. And then you go into this year and we felt pretty good this summer. I felt, you know, the numbers everybody says, "Hey, what are you using for protocols?" Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of our next topic and yeah. um you know, we are looking at the positivity rate in the community. And so anything 10% and above is high, right? high risk. So that's when you will see masks and things that we're doing for uh, mitigation reasons. And to be honest with you, we're at, I think yesterday we were at 13 or 14 and that's down from 15, 16, mm -hmm. 18. It's still relatively high though. Yeah, so it's, high, yeah. It's, it's so it's high. And so that's why you see universal masking right now mm -hmm. in our buildings. Um, so if, we, if we got into that 5 to 9% yeah. range, we'd probably look at maybe this 7 to 12 optional because they yeah. can be vaccinated. And then I don't think we look at going to an optional for everybody unless we are 5% or lower in uh -huh. terms of positivity rate for seven days. Saying all that, our Board of Education approves that and right. they, they make the decision, but it's our job and my job to give them all the, the information necessary to make the appropriate mm -hmm. decision. And I feel like we did that in August. Right. So, I mean... You know this better than I know it, Jason. But I've, you know, obviously we've witnessed on both sides of the coin where yep. people have, you know, very strong opinions on both sides when it comes to masks. Um, talk, walk us through the process of getting to yeah, great the mask and with the board's approval. Well, and I think a lot of people know this, but the city of St. Charles School District and the community is very collaborative in nature. Mm -hmm. There's not too many decisions that are just made in my office or your office or the central office without collaboration. Absolutely. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that we don't make decisions or make tough decisions or say, hey, this is the direction we're going and it's our job to communicate that and we still do that. But we always have a collaborative process to make sure that we get voices in the room, ideas in the room to make sure we have all the information to make the right decision. And that's exactly what we did here. Mm -hmm. So we started in late uh, June, early July with a, um, a survey that went out to parents and staff. And we just wanted to get the, actually there's two, two parts to that. The ESSER three funding that's coming up, there, there was a survey or some information that we needed to get from the public tied into that money because it's federal money. So we needed to get, uh, ideas from our stakeholders of what they wanted to see us do with that money. But then on top of that, we wanted to make sure we had an idea of what they were thinking about mm -hmm. health protocols. So we put both those together. And we not necessarily had to do that, but we felt like we really wanted to get an idea of what our staff and then what our families were saying or thinking about masking, social distancing, self-checks, you name it. Mm -hmm. So we got that information. Then we had a task force from last year, about 30 to 40 people. I think we end up with anywhere from 25 to 30 that came in this year. Staff, staff that are, have, that are dual parents, you know, there are parents in the district as well. We have parents in the district, um, staff from central office to teachers, support staff, maintenance, um, our union reps. We pretty much had a representation. Representation now. from all three unions in terms mm -hmm. of our teacher group, our classified group, and our transportation group. So we had, and nurses, I mean, we had everybody in the room. So we met twice. And our goal was to get our entry plan in place of this is what we would like to see happen for this year in terms of all the protocols and the things. And then our job was to take that information to the Board of Education so they can't make a decision specifically about masks. And so we had met twice, and in the middle of those two meetings, it was about a week in between, the CDC came out with new information about being a hot spot and why, how that is, and that has to do with the positivity rate. And, and that everybody, basically, the summer it was if you're vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask. Now they were changing it, then it needed to be all masked up, basically. So as a task force, we went through all the data, all the processes, got our entry plan together, and then we took that to the board. I had a board presentation uh, in, at the board meeting in, in August and simply said, here are three options for masks. Now, there's other protocols in place. 
there's a lot of cleaning that's going on, a lot of sanitizing, sure. a lot of hygiene, a lot of washing of hands, a lot of social distancing. Um, we are still testing kids at our and we're, we're our nursing staff is one of the first nursing staff in the area that we're, and we were testing all last Absolutely. year. We're, I mean, we we're COVID testing in our buildings. We were. And so, and then the self-checks are really important. If you're sick, don't come to school. That's a whole different mindset, but we've gotten to that point as well. And then we check when they get here to school. So all those things play in place, but the big part is the mass. Sure. So we felt with all the information and what the CDC guidelines are, what the state guidelines were, uh, also what our local health department was telling us, we're collaborating with all those groups. We felt like to our board of education, the recommendation would have been, would be that at this point we would be all masked up. So a mandatory mask for everybody. Now saying that we had three options on the table. One would be all optional, one would be all masks, and one would be, uh, I hate to even use the word hybrid, but we would be K through six, basically would be masked yes. up because they can't be vaccinated and seventh through 12th grade would be optional because they'd be vaccinated. And we can, we can debate, we can argue what's right or wrong, but as my dad always said, and not that this is a game, but what's a game, give me the rules and we'll play by it. And so what I heard as a leader is what CDC was saying about protocols. The state then was referring all that or deferring it back to local government, which is our local, which is our local school board. And then our health department came out with guidelines that matched the CDC. And what that said was, what I, and I just talked about the positivity rate, that's a, that's a main um, indicator to go off of in terms of mass. And that's what we've done. So we're at a high range, we're a mass. If we get into a middle range, maybe we'll look at some different things. And then if we get 5% or below uh, positivity rate, then we'll look at taking the mass off. That's, that's pretty much what we're doing, trying to keep it simple. So... Um, and I told the Board of Education in August, I'm not pro-mask. You know, I don't like wearing a mask more than anybody else. Right. But I truly believe it helps with, with stopping the spread. I really do. And I think we saw that last year with flu and everything else. I also understand that there's concern with kids and staff not being able to see facial expressions, see each other, those things. Sure. But I think we have to be very careful because when we start debating different things, we start bringing other factors in that, that aren't about masks. So I've heard, especially students and staff in the community and also in the county say things like, last year was terrible. We weren't able to go to games. We weren't able to do anything. Well, that's not masks. Right. That's other protocols we put in place. And so what we've said, and this might, this might not be what one side wants to hear because anytime you you know one side's going to be upset let's just face it we're not going to make everybody happy but right. we're not here to make everybody happy we're, the the why is the goal is keep everybody safe keep everybody in school and so our thought is if we encourage vaccinations if our high if our vaccination rate for our students and our staff who are eligible is is at a high level and we mask up we pretty much guarantee through the rules through the cdc guidance the set set standards that we can pretty much guarantee that people not only hopefully stay safe but they stay in school absolutely and that's what we're about and we want to try to get the contact tracing our staff our our nurses and our our principals would contact trace almost all day long we're trying to get that down so for us how do we keep people the safest possible and how do we stay in school and for us and it's not right or wrong versus anybody else but we decided at this point our board of education says we're going to be masked up by law. There's a new uh, set of bill out there, 271, that talks about the governing body making that decision, and then every 30 days re-looking at it. And so that's what we're going to do. So every 30 days at every board member board meeting, we're going to bring out our numbers. We're not doing a dashboard. We're not doing a daily email, keeping in internal data. And we're going to bring that out at each board meeting to say, okay, here's where we're at, and how can we move forward? And hopefully we can take masks off. Hopefully, at some point. We can take them off. That's what we want. Um, but we also have balanced things like, you know, we've heard that you don't have to have a mask on outside. So when you go to our football games, you, we sure encourage you to wear a mask, but you don't have to. Right. Our recess, kids don't have to wear masks. If you're outside, you don't have to wear masks. If you're six feet apart, you don't have to wear a mask. Right. 
Um, so, and then our teachers have figured out too in the classroom where if they stand, stand in certain spots, they can take their masks off so kids can see their faces. We've told our teachers, give them mask breaks. So I don't think it has to be an all or nothing type sure. of thing. I think we can be in the middle with this, make a lot of common sense. And then the goal is keep everybody safe and keep them in school. And I think that's what we're doing. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of how we came about. And so we made that recommendation to the board of education. They approved it and we're moving on and we're looking at it every 30 days. It's a lot. It is. You know, in terms of keeping everyone in school, I mean, I know you and I both remember November last year and students and staff were quarantining and isolating like crazy. So obviously coming into this school year, the opportunity to minimize kids and staff members being at home, because we certainly made it work last year. Not ideal, but I don't think it was ideal for anyone, but we certainly made it work. So coming into this year, Obviously, um, they're being mask being so highly debated and our board taking the stance where they thought, OK, this is this is the best direction for our school district. A little bit different because the other school districts, in St. Charles County, as you talked about how collaborative we are, didn't necessarily take this path, which is fine. But um, but we took this path. And uh, I really, really believe I mean, I, I can tell you just from an HRN. We actually have staff members staying in school or that can be in school because they're they're vaccinated, which is CDC and health department, and um, they can come, mm -hmm. you know. And so that that alone is just helpful. It is. Because our kids should have their teachers in the classroom. And we've said we want to be back as normal as possible. We don't think a mask is normal. Right. We want to, But a mask right now is letting us then have everything else back to normal. Like mm -hmm. every activity, yeah. games, we don't have... How we navigate the school, how we educate yeah. we, kids. We don't, we don't mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, you don't have to have a ticket to get into our games this year. We don't, we just, if you're inside, you're going to be masked up and hopefully social distance. Outside, we still hopefully, right. you would wear a mask, but you don't have to. And we want you social distance as much as possible. We're still going to be safe and still take those protocols. But the mask... At this point, from what we understand the protocols and the rules and the guidelines to be, give us the best shot to keep people safe and keep them in school. And that's our goal. Absolutely. And that's what we're doing. And so um, our kids can do anything else than any other school district's doing. We're just going to be in a mask if we're inside. But I think it's so important, Jason, what you just said, what the goal is. Because obviously... What's our why, right? Yeah. Your goals really, really drive your behavior. Yes. It really does. So if you know what your goal is, which is to keep kids and staff here at school, then your behavior will take you toward making that goal happen. So I just think that's really, really important. I'm not here trying to debate it for anybody that opposes that view, but it is true. I mean, that, that is our goal, and that's what we want. Um, and that's the most important thing. That's why we're here. Uh, and our, our we have wonderful support. And then you know what? You're going to have... Masks or anything else, this day and age, everything is sensationalized. So you're going to have a lot of yeah. strong opinions on both sides of right. everything that we do, right? Everything that comes yeah. up. But for the most part, our community is really supportive. I mean, I, I just couldn't I couldn't be happier for the, the support we get from families to community members to our staff. I mean, we're, for the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. and comparatively speaking, um, right. we, we're pretty city, united. I hate uh -huh. to say the pun because we always say SCS United. But for the most part, people understand what we're doing. And that's, I think that's a key to leadership. Collaboratively, them making decisions and as a leader standing by those decisions and then fully communicating those decisions. So people might not still like the decision, but they can understand, mm -hmm. value the, the decision, honor the decision, and then we move on together. And I think that's what we've done. Absolutely. And we're not done. We're going to keep looking at it. And I think everybody can at least understand or at least agree that, and we just said it earlier, because it's all a full circle conversation, yeah. that it's better to have kids in school than at home. Absolutely. 1,000%. 1,000%. It's I mean, honestly the same way with our staff, too. I mean, we, we yep. want them teaching our kids in front of them, not behind a computer screen. And that can't happen unless we're protecting them and do the right things. Yeah. And I'm not saying the other school districts aren't. Right. We just feel like from what we heard and what we can do to keep people in, this is the best way of doing it. And that's what our Board of Education says, and we're going to follow it. So, But every 30 days, we're going to look at it. We're going to, This is not over. We hope it gets better quickly again. We hope we can get masks off, and we'll go from there. But there's a lot of things that we're doing. And, and, and I know we're going to do uh, celebrations and stuff, but just a shout-out to our staff, right? Absolutely. We just talked about teachers, but what about paras? 
and clerks and office workers. And how about those custodians and maintenance that got these buildings ready and keep them bus sanitized drivers. and the bus drivers and the food service. I mean, you name it. Classified, transportation, every, support staff. I mean, everybody has stepped up to the plate. And they do a great job every year, but they have done the work. Honestly, Jason, it me. It's a total team effort from every department. Oh. Every department, every section, every job classification to pull last year off. And really this year as well. So I, I, I agree with you. I'm so proud of our staff. I mean, you talk about coming together. That is what we're doing, and that's what we did last year to make last year happen. And then you combine that with students that want to be here. And we are not you know, we're not having any issues with our students. They know what they need to do to stay in school right. and they want to stay in school. Right. And our families supporting that. I mean, it's just, we've got a good place. We've got a good place and a good thing going. And um, I think we're going to get into our theme next, right? SCSD yeah. best. And so despite us being in a pandemic and coming back this year in person, and obviously that wasn't easy to get up and started this year, but we're here. You say it's going to be the best year yet. Walk us through this theme, SDA. SCSD best. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm Walk a I'm a leader that believes in our mission, reach, teach, and empower all students. And we live that. And I believe all of our every staff member can tell you the main part of that mission statement being reach, teach, and empower all students. We do have a vision as well about being a leader in academic excellence. So I, I believe in living your mission and your vision. So to do that, for me to keep it fresh every year. Um, I believe in having a theme and th that kind of for me kind of keeps me focused on and it directly aligns with our mission and vision if that makes right. sense so I don't want people to get oh it's a different thing every year no it's a it's a fresh theme that aligns with yeah, our and, I, and that, that people problem. ask where that comes from because people see the themes and different things and I know sometimes it can be a little over the top for people and last year was essential and I'm sure people got sick of seeing the word essential but um, you know quite honestly um, it's it's through for me personally, and I'm not putting my faith on anybody else, but it's through a lot of lot, a lot of thinking, a lot of praying, a lot of uh, quiet time in the summertime, and just mentally preparing for the school year for me personally. And so a theme just usually pops out. And so it, it, as I'm focusing on what do I really want for this school sure. year, or what my desire is for our school district. You know, the first year I took over as superintendent, it felt like we needed to be united and more systematic in our process. So it was SCSU United. And we really did a lot of why of what our why is and that thought process and really got back to the the the, the, the ground roots of why we're who we are. And so and we did our CSIP plan. So the theme really kind of just boosts all that. Um, and then the second year, we really wanted to hone in more and all of a sudden two big rocks. And so it was SCSD yeah. rocks and yeah. it's RTI and everybody in our district, you know, a sign of good leadership. And I'm not saying it's me, it's just us is you can, if you go to anybody in your district, they can tell you what the mission is, hopefully what the theme is for the year. And then also what, what are the two, what are the focus, what are the focuses? And, and we heard from, you know, one of my favorite, favorite guys of all time, Mike Maddox says, you can't have. 20,000 different things you got you got to hone in so RTI student needs RTI yeah. response intervention student needs are our two focus and so it was big rocks then last year we jump into this pandemic like whoa what are we and it was we are essential and I think and I truly believe this even though we have learning loss working on that it's been tough it's been a tough year I truly believe we came out stronger I truly believe, and it came in my head, that this year, honestly, is going to be our best best year yet. Now, pause right there. So you say we came out stronger. What what took place or what did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel to make you think we that do, we came out stronger? That's a great question. So one specific thing for sure. And, and turn, Well, one, I had a lot of feedback, emails, conversations with our staff at the end of the year about tough decisions made but the right decisions made yes, and then we got so we we heard a lot of that verbally but then i meet with every principal every summer where we sit down and just talk about what happened this year talked about what what are we looking for next year and one thing that we focus in on is a survey that each staff does that not necessarily pinpoints comments about the leadership specifically but about the school in general specifically about this what the teacher has learned what they want to learn more about in their classrooms or in their in their profession and just there's district questions there's individual building questions and then there's some open-ended questions on just to get the feedback from our staff 
And from those conversations with all 13 buildings, it was very clear. Was it a hard year? Yes. Was, did we work harder than ever? Yes. And, and believe, I don't want people to think that it's just been rosy because it hasn't been. It, it's been a challenge. Yes, it But has. out of that, it was a challenging yes, but. Uh, toughest mm. year yet, but. And the but was, or the and was, or the however was, we're stronger. We feel great about what we did. We're encouraged, we're, we're enthused. Yeah, they wanted to take a little break this summer and they needed it. But I took all that information and I thought, man, we're primed. We're right. primed. And I believe you find out who you are when it's tough. Absolutely. You know, you, you know who you can go to and trust when, when it hits the fan and it's a crisis or it's a tough situation. You see the real you see that you see people for who they are and what i saw what i saw was staff members stepping up to the plate every day doing extra every day selfless acts every day to get the job done to me that's why this is going to be our best year yet and so sdsd best was born and so this year you're going to hit here and see the word you're going to get sick of the word best <laughs> and just as a uh, personal note not the many people really will care about this but uh it's a, that's actually a personal theme for my family growing up and so my sister started way back we we're a ronnie you'll tell this because i tell you i love you almost yeah, every day yeah, yeah, yeah. and at first that was a little weird for you but you, you've gotten used to it chris you get it too um, but my family's a very affectionate family we always talk about it we, we always say at the end of phone calls or or as we leave you know hugs and also we say we we love you my sister started saying the word best at the end and so you don't get out of a conversation without my family without at the end saying, I love you best. So best means a lot to me personally as a family. Mm -hmm. And to me, yeah, best is, it's a word that's used a lot, but I truly believe that we have gone through the fire. We're not out of it. We're in a pandemic. Right. It's still happening. Right. But we, I believe we see the end of it. And I believe we're coming out stronger. And I truly believe we are primed to have our best year yet. And that's why it's SDSD best. Now, speaking of that, when I get a word, I like to define the word. So for us, as we get into our diversity, equity, and inclusion work, I wanted a theme that representative, represented how we feel about the work we're doing with diversity, equity, equity and inclusion. inclusion. And so to us, you and I, you kind of helped me with that. We just kind yeah. of start playing around. And for us, it's believing, B, yeah. B yeah. in every E, S, student, T, together. So we're it, just, it makes sense. We're believing in every, and the key word is every, student, together. And so it all kind of, once I kind of think about it and, and, and kind of hone in on it, it just kind of starts coming. And, and I hope it's... I know it personally helps me. I hope it personally helps others, staff, students, mm -hmm. and, 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 and some people say, oh, that's great. But uh, I truly believe we do have the best staff, the best students, the best family, the best community. And I think we can even be better than we are. And I, I truly believe tomorrow is better than today. And this truly will be our best, best year. And I hope when we have the themes, when we live our mission, that can be inspiring to everybody Correct. every day. And I, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. I, I jump around here pretty excited every day. But I'm very, as Chris is laughing, but I'm very intentional in my in my in my actions, and I'm very intentional in my in my thinking. And I want to make sure that I'm intentional as a leader to get that message out. And I'm hoping that I inspire others. And I think people who know me know that I, if I tell you you're the best or I tell you that I love you, I mean it. Sure. I'm not just saying it. So. That's, that's who we are. We're so, believing in every student together. Every and together really stands out to yeah. me. Um, because we know that in the school district, we just, talk about, we just talked about this just going through a pandemic and how it took every ounce of the district. There was no, there was no part of the district that was exonerated from helping our school nope. district move forward to being in a pandemic. Not, not one ounce of our district. Everyone was a part of that. And so going into this year and hearing the theme and getting a chance to just share my thoughts about it. Every student and then the word together means then every ounce of this district will help every student succeed. Every exactly. student succeed. So I know it's, I mean, it can get deep and, you know, we can go down 47 meters like the movie, but, um, but that's, I mean, it's philosophically though. I, I think, you know, you come into this school, you're thinking, thinking that way. And you come into this school, you're thinking, 
we just did last year. Mm-hmm. And for all intents and purposes, this year should be a little bit easier than last year. We could because we experienced last yep. year, right? Yeah. So if nothing else, we can go through similarities of last year. So we should be fine coming into this year and be able to capitalize on what last year brought. So we have, you know, predominantly all of our staff back, pretty much all of our students back. We're in person and we're starting to navigate like we did before the pandemic. So I love that we're together because that's what it's all about. And you talked about going in deep, you know, going deeper. And and to me, if you don't have a strong foundation of who you are as a leader, as whoever you are and whatever you do, especially in this job in education today, and you don't have a pre-plan of how you're thinking and how you're acting and how you want to lead other people this year, Yes, I believe hopefully we are coming out of this a little bit, but it's, it's still a little nutty out there, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's still a pandemic. But let's take the pandemic away. And this is not poor us. Life's hard at times. Educating just students in general. and just in general is, is tough. So take the pandemic away. These jobs are tough. We love our jobs. It's not poor us. Everybody's job's tough in society. Society, it's just, it's got, everything's gotten harder. Yeah. And so... Take the pandemic away, I, I feel like life can be challenging. It can be wonderful, but it can be challenging. And so to me, you add the pandemic on top of it, that's why I believe that when you have an opportunity to prepare and prepare a group of people with some inspiring messages, with a, with a mission that you live and a vision that you live, and then bring a theme on top of it to inspire people and to really know, hey, because I go back to these fundamental sure. thoughts when, when it gets tough. And so to me, that's why we do what we do and set up a plan to make sure that we are together and that we know why we're doing what we're doing. Because the what takes over pretty quick. We've got to know our why and move forward together. And that's what we're doing. SCSD best. SCSD best. And in, as a part of best, you talked about every student. Um, as you focus that word around diversity, equity, inclusion, and we had training this summer. We did. Um, pretty powerful, um, to say the least. Um, run us back. Take well, us behind well, the curtain. We, what, what do you think? Well, and just so everybody knows, we had two sets of training. One was for administration. Yeah. And that focused, uh, my opinion, kind of my perception was that focused on the, uh, as we have the mowing going on <laughs> behind us. So if you hear mowing, that's we'll okay. We're, hey, we're, we're in the... At, at least our grounds on a regular basis oh, are being beautiful. kept. Oh, yeah. they look great. So they we're in my great. office, the studios. Yeah, 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 yeah. Podcast, and we have a little bit of mowing going on. That's, that's okay. all right. Um, <laughs> but the first training that we had was for our administrators, and it was uh, talked about, and this is my perception, talked about how are we meeting student needs. Um specifically for me it had to do with our response intervention process as well and not all students are going to naturally be successful on what we're giving them sure that's that's what i heard sure so how do we make sure that that gap or or if that happens what are we going to do make sure that doesn't happen that's what i heard and it was a great, powerful message for our administrator dr anthony muhammad it, it part was, of solution tree did a wonderful job and it was, he had some great analogies yeah. and, and I don't think we have time to get into all of that, but sure. that's the message I got was we're giving out a certain product and, we, and we, we're giving out certain services and certain things for kids and they might not meet all needs. Correct. So how do we make sure that we're meeting those needs? That's the bottom line. And, and, you, and you notice, I didn't say any, I didn't say any race. Right. I didn't say any minority. I didn't say who they were. I'm just saying there are kids that come to school and what, what we have to provide might not be meeting their needs. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Right. And so how do we make sure that if we do have that and there are systems in place that are not meeting needs, what does it look like and how do we fix that? That's what I heard. Right. What did you hear? Well, I heard that, um, I heard the same sentiment. I heard the same sentiment. Uh, uh, you know, I also heard that we have um, we have a, a segment of our population that, um, you know, that at times public school is not the most equitable place for them. You know, I'm, I'm teaching a class at Maryville. It's, it's very similar to what we were talking about. And uh, we kind of get into some of the things that um, 
public school has. And it's for us to look at those things or policies or procedures or whatever. Kind of what we talked about in episode 18 or 17 mm-hmm. is that, one, we acknowledge it. And two, we do something about it, you know. So um, he, he, he was great. There are things that when our kids come to the door and what we have to offer them, I, I love, I, we can't get into it because I don't quite remember it all, but like the lunch analogy, remember oh, the, we, buffet, buffet. the buffet, the buffet analogy. I was going to say it, but I thought, well, we might yeah, get to Yeah, no, well, I, I, we, won't, we don't need to get all into it, but that kind of summed it up. Like, in a, in a nutshell, we, you're right. We have a product to give, and for some kids, it's like, nah, that either one, that doesn't work for me, or two, that can't work for me. So what do we do as a school? You know, that old analogy. Um, well, and his analogy was pretty, I don't mean graphic, like oh, terrible, but it was very specific that we have a buffet and we have kids that really thrive with the buffet. Absolutely. They eat it all day long and it's great. We have other kids that come to school. And again, we're not even, t- we're not even talking about race. Right. We're just talking about kids. Right. And we have other kids that come to the buffet and, and it makes them sick. That's quite what he yeah. said, and 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 it very quickly as a leader as an educator, you can you can get, you can deny that you can you can kind of get defensive about it. But the bottom line is, how do we meet the needs of our kids? Like, but hold on, hold on, stay there. How do we truly? Because we've been saying, listen, you've been in this profession longer than me, but I've been here for fifteen years, and we I've heard that for fifteen years. How do you how do you meet the how do you meet the needs of your kids? How do you meet the needs of your kids? I, I don't disagree. How do you meet the needs of your kids? But how do you do that, though? Like, truly, without it being lip service or it being the right thing, I mean, the right thing to say at that moment. Because I, I think when you really think about that, you, you're talking about meeting the needs of every single child. Every single child every day. Every child. And it's almost daunting at times. If you really think about it, it is daunting. It is overwhelming. But I am a practical person, and I'm right. somebody who tries to put things in motion or steps together. And for us, we do not have an end game. We don't have set changes to things that we're going to do because we want this to be authentic. But if we're really looking at diversity, equity, and inclusion, for us, you say, how do you do that? How do you meet the needs? I believe the first thing you need to do is understand the needs. Mm. Hear, hear and listen to the needs and then understand the needs. Right. And we can debate all day long about what the needs are and that people need to be tougher and not offend. That's what I had to set this conversation yesterday. And I get it. There's a lot of, of, of yeah. people are offended by a lot of different things. There's, you know, there, there's, a, there's a notion that people are, and I, I, I get some of that. But when we get down to it, for us as educators, we have children that come to our building pre-K through 12 every day. And the daunting task of meeting all their needs is my job. It's your job. Right. It's every teacher's job, every staff member's job. And so how do we do that? For me, I think we have to listen. We need to hear those needs and then understand those needs. And then for us, the second piece of that then is we had about 30 or 40 people who joined us this year. It's our DEI team. It yep. wasn't our whole, our whole staff, but it was a certain amount of people who wanted to get together. And we had another training to start understanding yeah. what different pockets and different groups and what the needs are and what the perceptions are with race yeah. and systems in our country. And what does that look like historically? And it was a beautiful thing it was. because you because we're it learning. Yeah, it, it truly was. It, it, it was a just a beautiful, beautiful experience to share with. We have 40, 40 of our staff members. there, So, um, you know, I would ask it's one of those deals, Jason, I would actually have to say you would have to actually be there. To, I agree. You know, I, I mean, we could spend four or five podcasts just talking about it, but you would actually have to be there to totally get the scope. It was just a beautiful experience. Um, and, and really, truly, the, that training we're talking about was for that team. Yeah. That training necessarily is going to go out to everybody else right. at this point. It's the team that wants to put some things to pl- in place and start working on what the notion, what what really is the next steps to make sure we're meeting all of our students. That's the bottom line. Right. And right. I'm not. And there's lots of conversations and, and lots of strong feelings on both sides of yes, everything. Sir. And there's a yes, lot sir. of things of. You know, what is DEI? What is really uh, uh, equity? What is really, you know, and all these things. And all I can tell you is 
the fundamental thing that we're focused on in this district is meeting every student's needs. Right. It's daunting, but that's our job. We're not going to focus on one group and then forget about the other group. Right. That's not happening. But if there's a certain group or certain people that we feel like really need extra help, we're going to find that. We're, and we're going to do what we can. But we're also going to take care of And it's daunting because there's a lot to take care of. That's a lot to take care of. That's absolutely But that's right. our job. Yeah. And I don't mean take care of the needs like, oh, that that because that, there needs to be some self-growth. There needs to be some self-worth. And our kids need to be accountable. They need to do their job. Yeah. They need to come to school. I mean, believe me, you can. It's, it's a balance. So it's not just poor, oh, poor everybody. We're just trying to ha- hand deliver stuff. People are going to work. People are going to do their job. People are going to learn, our staff and our students. But I want to make sure everybody knows there is a there's an equitable piece here where everybody everybody is going to get our best. No pun there intended. You know. Definitely. Definitely. And, and and so those natural steps, that training, going back to listening and learning, it's a personal growth. Yeah. And then how do I then as a leader, how do you as a leader, how do our teachers as leaders in our buildings, everybody, this, how, how do we t- take the next step to make sure we're truly listening, not just to, te- to, to, to students, but families and teachers, other teachers, other staff members, and how do we, how do we continue to connect and bring us together, mm-hmm. not divide? How do we come together? Most definitely. You know, I, the, I walked away from um, Anthony Muhammad's training that we did for administrators and the training we did with educational equity consultants. And the word humanity sticks out, right? Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Yeah. And so we, you know, we we come into this world without having biases. And then along the way, they creep into our mind, even, even when they're not explicitly planted in our minds. We just see them and we hear things. And then all of a sudden they come and... You know, and it's not until you have to go somewhere or you experience something that helps you unpack them, helps you see them, helps them become a revelation. But when you talk about, but when you put it in the terms of humanity and all, so when you say humanity, that, that's every human being that comes in our district. That's every child that comes in our district. And so a humanity, to me, a humanitarian issue is that every kid has an incredible education like that should never be a humanity issue for us you know so that's what I like that's what moved me about this summer is that you know we could get down to the different subgroups we can talk about African-American students we can talk about Latino kids we can, you know we can talk about poverty students that are in poverty which would encompass uh, many students of many races but every student deserves that. Every student deserves an, an education that's powerful that can take him or her from point A to point B to help them reach their dreams. That's yeah. a humanitarian issue. I that's a humanitarian 100% philosophy. agree with it. And I, and I, it's daunting, it's unbelievable challenge, but I think we're up for it. And I think we can meet every student. Totally needs. agree. I'm and we can 100%. see every student fulfill their potential. I, I just have to say this because I'm, you know, I'm just compelled, and my spirit is, is telling me to say this. I, I think it's it's really gratifying, and I know you know we're sitting across from you know we're sitting across from each other. We're doing this podcast, but you know these experiences that I'm talking about, these two trainees, you were a part of them. Um, and it, I just think it is so important when you, as a superintendent, you see that vision. It's your vision, mm-hmm. you know. It's your vision um, in terms of what you see for every child in this school district. Um, it's your vision to make sure that every child gets an equitable educational experience. It's your vision to make sure that every time any person, any person, any staff member that walks in the school district, they feel safe, they feel welcome, they feel appreciated and valued. So I appreciate that about you. you, and I appreciate that 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 you deep that you would the listeners would have to work with you to understand what I'm saying, but I'm conveying it or attempting to convey it in a way that hopefully they can understand because leadership matters, family. It really, really does. <laughs> Poor leadership could tank you fast. At the same time, though, leadership is extremely challenging, and every day, brother, you're up for the challenge. Now, 
I'm not just kissing up, but I feel compelled to say this because we were in these moments together that I'm talking all this. I'm talking this humanity stuff. You were in these moments and you and you felt that and I sensed that and we've had conversations oh, yeah. afterwards. So on both from both um, and you're like in it every day. And so, I mean, maybe someone would say, well, you're the superintendent. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> um, I, You know, but in order to work with you and feel that level of gravity that you have for this school district and the people, all of the people who are in it is, um, it's really refreshing and welcoming. Oh, I appreciate that. Right. Yeah. And, and, and those, those moments this summer were, were cherished moments, but they were very challenging moments yeah. at times too. Yeah. And, um, I just appreciate that we get to do this together. Absolutely. To with you. And so I appreciate it. And we're, we are, we are in it truly to do what you just said. Yeah. We care and just love our people our staff, our students, our families. And, and I just, you know, and I, we're getting a little deep, but I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say this, you know, there are decisions, there are directions, there are things that we're leading our district uh, towards. Um, and we believe it's, it's, it, it's, it's good and the right thing for all of our students, mm-hmm. keyword all. You're right, right. Um, but I just want to encourage anybody who hears this message that, you know, if, you, if you're in the city of St. Charles School District, you have kids here, they are well cared for. They yeah. are loved. They belong to a community, and we are glad you're here. We might not always agree on everything, but let's stay respectful. And I think it's also important that when you hear things or you see things, especially if they're on social media and different things, be very quickly that we jump. We don't jump to conclusions. And if there's any questions on anything, I'm happy to answer anything. Absolutely. Definitely. Because we have Definitely. not, there is nothing that we're hiding. There is nothing that we're doing that, well, we don't want, we, we are an open book. We are here truly to reach, teach, and empower all our students. Everything from our theme, mission, vision, to the work that we're actually doing, all aligns with meeting students' needs, all students' needs. And that's the bottom line. And so we do it together. We're here for each other. And if people truly have questions or concerns, if we stay respectful and we listen and they hear our heart of what we're doing, I think we're going to do great things together. And I, and I want people to know that we, if there's a question, we, have, we pretty much have an answer. And if we don't, we'll tell you we don't have an answer. Definitely. And I can just tell you, day by day, we're moving forward to being the best we can do for kids every day. And that's the bottom line. And speaking Try the best. Try to keep it simple. And, and speaking of the best, the Family Fun Festival, yes. which was an incredible time. Normally, we have this at St. Charles High School, fill up the gym, kids come, families come, give out things. We did it a little bit differently this year. Drive through. Drive through. Jefferson Monroe, 500 plus cars, uh, over 1,000 hot dogs, backpacks, supplemental uh, supplies, resources, you name it. And the resources and the, and the endless amount of people who came out to help were just amazing. It was. Rotary, yes. firefighters, uh, Boys and Girls Club, boy, uh, um, YMCA, Boy Scouts, Girl yeah. Scouts, YMCA, mm-hmm. uh, churches. Yes. Um, obviously, Care to Learn, We Love St. Charles, Neighbor Helping Neighbor, Health Department with our COVID. Our, our, we had a vaccine clinic. I mean, just, and the amount of families that come. Oh. It's just amazing. And that that's a perfect example. And Chris did a great job of getting it. Um, he got his drone out and was flying. Oh around. yeah, I he's, saw that. So he's pretty. He's, is he? I mean, he's, he's pretty, stepping he's up his pretty fly with that. <laughs> I used the word fly. No, I I got it. That's cool. I noticed it. Yeah, it was cool. Hold on, I, I have to talk to Pop Chris quick yeah, about please. this drone. All right, Chris. So the drone is that? Is that just your your phone? You just put your phone in, or does it have a camera? It's got a camera. It has a camera. And also, can I give a huge shout out to Papa Chris? Because let me tell you one thing: he's revamped. The website, the website. I, it's, it's it's so aesthetically pleasing. It's There's awesome. the videos and it, it just looks really cool. And I know you're going to update individual schools website with specific videos. That's it's awesome. That's off the chain. Yeah, man. the website's great. Yeah, and Chris and Kelly and just all the people who helped in our CO team and staff to put this event on and really give yeah. resources out to our families that need it. And we had, I mean, like I said, over 500 cars. So I was, I was in the, no, go ahead, Chris. I was yeah, go. Say if, if the key 
to uh, showing that an event is successful is getting the cops called on you. But if we had to successful, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris just said if, if if one sign of success is getting the police called, we, we did were because successful. We, we thought uh-huh. we had a pretty good line. That's why we went to Jefferson Monroe because we can snake the line out a little bit more, yeah. and it was still backed up like crazy. And we apologize for that. But my gosh, the amount of cars that came and somehow, some way, we were able to feed everybody. It was yes. amazing. Well, I was at the station. We gave out 300 bags of food. I mean, and after the the 300th bag was gone to a family, yep. I mean, we still had at least 25, 30 cars. And we had so much toothpaste, we couldn't give it away. It's it was awesome. so much toothpaste. <laughs> we were giving them away by two or three boxes at a time. At first, we were going inside of the... The, the toothpaste box and giving them one. Then we got to the point where well, we got a whole pallet of toothpaste. We started giving away by the boxes, three boxes, four boxes. Oh, backpacks and folders oh. and markers and crayons and Incredible. food and um, vouchers for different things. It's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing night and it just shows you how special and how, how supportive our community is. I mean, when you talk about the different groups that help the churches alone, the We Love St. Charles, the Carol Learns, the neighbor helping neighbor, you go on and on and on. Our partnership with the health department, it truly is an amazing place. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I believe, and not right or wrong versus anybody else, but that's why I believe it's this is the best place to be. Believing in every student yeah. together. And that's what we're doing. And that and you see it in our actions. That's what's cool. So Family Fun Festival leads us up to the first day of school. I want I want to approach this a little bit differently. First thought that comes to your mind about the first day of school? I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Say it. Honestly, for me, glorious. Glorious. It just was glorious. I said, I kept on saying that word a lot that as this is just glorious. And people are like, oh, here he goes again, over the top, <laughs> and, over the top of his words. It was just glorious because it was like we had, we have kids that haven't been in school for a year and a half. And I understand that there's decisions they had to be, that had to be made, but just to see them back and the students and the teachers and our and, and we were back last year but i mean we're back and we're we back, back to almost full and the principals were like we're full i mean there's people everywhere it was glorious to see that yeah we and you know what we get so caught up on the day-to-day and believe me i'm tired i'm in bed by nine o'clock these nights yeah. my wife's like what is wrong with you i'm like because i'm exhausted and things are things can be challenging but let's not forget what a I mean, we have a we we're so blessed to be able to come to school every day with all these kids and all these staff and make something really special happen every yeah. day. I just I, I can't get over that. And to see that again, the way I saw it on the first day, the word's glorious. To be honest with you, first thought that comes to your mind after the first week, tired. Because <laughs> people say, "Oh, he's not real," because he always says how great things are. I'm tired. Right. I don't know about you. I know, and I know right. our teachers are too, and the kids right. are because we start. You know, we've talked about that. Do we start on a Thursday? Yes. We, and because of some of the legislature and stuff, we had to start on Monday, and the way our calendar fell. But and then people who work every day are going to be like, "Oh, come on, people, you can get back." But to bring kids back and staff back and and have a full week of school is it's it, yeah. it, it's a little challenging to be honest, to be honest with you. Um, but it's been a good full week, and it's we're back. I mean, we it's, are. We're, we are. I think we're all ready for a couple of days. Yeah, I'm, we're excited. We're you know tonight's our first football games and football game tonight with West playing home against uh, St. Dominic, and then tomorrow High goes to Priory. So that's exciting. All the fall sports are starting. Um, but I think I think people feel good about getting a full weekend, and we'll take a little rest, and then we'll get it back next. Yeah, week. Yeah, we have it behind us. Yeah, definitely. So it's a shock to your system to get everybody back at once for a full week. But it's rewarding. Definitely. And glorious. And glorious. Jason, it's time to celebrate. We need that. Well, we probably don't have the copyright to that song, Papa Chris. Celebrate good time. Come on. I'm simply just going to, we've been doing it the whole time, but just a shout out to the staff. The pre-work from the custodians, the maintenance, the, oh, yeah. to technology, oh, to yeah. get us set up. Oh, yeah. The, the hot spots to get the Chromebooks. To get everything clean, to get everything sanitized, get everything set up, all the construction that's happening. Thank you to the support of our uh, bond issue last uh, 
last spring. I mean, it takes a lot to get things ready, and our staff did that. And then the, here comes the teachers and the paras and the office workers, and in our office that works all summer long and all year. Everybody doing their job, and then all of a sudden, day one, it's showtime. And yeah. it's just it's a beautiful thing to see. So um, just a shout-out to all our staff. I already, already talked about fall sports taking place. You know, all of our sports are ready to rock and roll. Um, can't wait to see, you know, it's our football teams, mm-hmm. our soccer teams, and our cross-country teams, our tennis teams. I mean, I just love getting out there and seeing it. And outside, you know, volleyball is inside. Obviously, yes. the girls will be playing. It, it just all the sports, um, you know, we have a state champion cross-country runner going for her second one in a row. No pressure, Lily, yeah. but that's exciting. <laughs> and I, I just I just love seeing kids compete. I know the plays are good. They're already started to work on what the plays look like. and. And our choirs and our, it just just everybody. I mean, just the clubs are coming back. We're, we're in full full blown mode with our clubs at our elementary schools. They get to come back in person and those type of things. So it's just awesome to see kids actively involved in learning and, yeah. and with our staff. And if if I know I'm pretty over the top with some of my words and how excited I am, but this is truly who I am, and this 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 is what really makes me happy to see us getting going again. So and we're we're up and going. Yeah, just we're, shout we're out going. to our whole community. Yes. We're, we are strong, stronger than ever, and I, I truly believe this is our best year yet, so we're ready to rock and roll. Fantastic. Chris. Papa Chris. Let's do it. Chris, well, let, let me, Papa Chris, well, one, man, it's, it's a blessing to have you, well, thank you like behind the curtains and in the DJ world on the ones and twos, but you're really just working with the mixed board, you know, but because there's no, there's no record. It's, it's microphone one to microphone two, so it's, still, it's <laughs> literally still the accurate. ones and twos. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally correct. Literally the ones and twos. Okay. Chris behind the ones and twos. Chris. One minute plug, my brother. What do you have for us? I, Let so it I'm rip. not sure if this is a plug, but I'm gonna I'm gonna plug the start of the school year. I'm very Let's excited. Do it. Yeah, I'm I'm, so, I'm excited. As Jason was mentioning, uh, it's my favorite time of the year. I, I have my own little rituals and things I do to get the the school year started off right. But uh, as you mentioned um, earlier, we have a new video on the a whole new website for the district, yeah. and that's gonna be trickling down for the other websites, the districts, the high schools, mm-hmm. the elementary, Jefferson, and and Hardin Middle and Intermediate. And uh, so it's something I've been working on all summer long is getting different drone shots, getting, you know, preparing for all these things. Because for those of you who don't do video, a one minute video or a two minute video, something that seems very short and simple, takes a lot of legwork to create. Yeah. And it takes a lot of like kind of back end work and a lot of preparation. So I've been kind of putting those, those pieces together. If it's a, if it's a stew or a soup, it's something that's kind of been boiling Mm. in the back burner for a long time. And I'm getting ready to dish it up. Mm. We're getting close. Mm. We're getting close. The meat's been simmering. Mm. The vegetables are breaking down. Mm. I- I'm ready for Ooh. it. So, so just this young my, man's on fire. I- I'm plugging. I'm plugging the right. new websites coming. You're up. plugging so for all you parents and, and community members yes. out there who visit your own school's website. Yes. Get ready for some stuff coming up here. Yes. In the next couple of weeks. Yes, sir. September, October, he, we're gonna have some new new sites out. And they're gonna look great. Mm, so that's he my He says plug. the meat simmering, the vegetables are breaking down. Do you smell what the Papa Chris is cooking? <laughs> Do you smell what Chris is cooking? What is happening? This, this young, is awesome. This young man is in the kitchen and he's cooking up website stew, and he says he's ready to dish it up. He's he 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 is done with all the prep work with letting the meat get with the vegetables breaking down as he put it. The vegetables are breaking down. I love that. I don't, I, I don't know how you even follow up with that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> but it's a perfect example of how people take their jobs in this district and just go with it and do the best they can with yeah. it and do amazing things. So I have a quick question for you, Chris. So when you first open a website, there's a there's a drone shot of the city of St. Charles, it looks like. Am I right? Correct, yes. Yeah. So is that you? It is, yeah. Really? I was fortunate enough to borrow a drone from Jeremy Jackson over at St. Charles yeah. West. Shout out to Jeremy. Um, but this time last year, it's actually around fall time, because I, a lot of the shots to see, one's a drone over um, Missouri River. It, yeah, it's the city. Yeah, and then there's a shot of downtown Main Street in fall time, as well as a couple other shots of like uh, the Lewis and Clark statue yeah. and the actual wheel over at the old Mill Street. You did all that? I did all that, yeah. That's, that's hot fire. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I you. honestly didn't, uh, I probably should have asked you in not when we were not recording a podcast, but you look at that, you just like, oh, that's really cool. But I didn't realize you took those shots. Yeah. Hmm. Impressive. 
Papa Chris. Papa Chris. Papa Chris. Well, that's it, family. <laughs> that truly is it. <laughs> that's it. I don't. <laughs> when are we going to see the people again? Or hear they're going to hear us again? Yeah, definitely. We since have, you have it all set up, we do have it set up. I have to look at the calendar. Pretty much the last week of the month. So our next one should be. Ooh, it is September twenty fourth. It's when we will record again. So until then. I am Rodney Lewis, Assistant Superintendent. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Ben Talk Podcast. On behalf of the man behind the curtains on the ones and twos, Papa Chris, El Jefe himself. See ya. See ya.